Welcome to Generation Business. This is your host, Rick Rawls, and we're continuing our series on stock and investments and understanding, you know, um, what's going on in the world and understanding um, things. I want to just talk real briefly about this word inflation um, that you hear such an buzzwords about right now. Inflation is a is, is on everybody's mind. Um, you know, and before we get back into our brief study on, on, um, on stocks and and we're going to go over a little bit about bonds and, um, and all inflation really is, is, um, a general increase in prices of goods and, and services in an economy. When a general price rises, each unit, um, it just means your money goes a little bit less than it was before. And a lot of times... Uh, people think it's because of greed, and somewhat it is. Uh, um, inflation can be caused because greed. You know, you you read about Starbucks raising the price of. Um, they just raised the price of coffee in in um, um, February, and here it is May, and they they. I mean, it's less than less than four months. They raised the price from two forty-five to two ninety-five. That's a whole fifty cents. And so, um, um, so it, 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 you know, inflation responds basically is, is is you know reduction in purchasing power, and that's one of the things that people see at the pump and everything. But these things, even though it goes up, it will come back down. And right now, um, currently. Inflation is on its way down, um, you know, and so and people are seeing it going down, um, you know, it'll steadily go down. But, you know, it, it's always understandable to really, you know, to be aware um, of the, um, you know, the purchasing power of the dollar uh, or where you are at. Um, and that will help you to really understand how to manage your money and to really um really to be aware of you know what you're doing and all these other things and we're getting back into our topics of um you know we were talking about types of stock um before um and i'm just going to briefly go over a few terms here such as market capitalization industry what industry and sector mean and defense and cyclical uh defensive and cyclical stocks um and then growth and value. We're just going to talk briefly about those. I'm going to like kind of really fly through them. But um, understanding the way um, that 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 um, stocks are um, are described, there's so many ways um, that they um, are described um, beyond the the the, um, the distinctions beyond the distinction of. Uh, common or preferred um, there are other subclasses of stock um, that focus on a company's size type performance during market cycles and, and potentially short and long term growth um, so there's things like market capitalization um, where you, in, in this you have three types of the company will be referred, referred to as a large cap mid cap or small cap um, 
you know, and this refers to how the company is described in the market. Um, so market cap is, is measure of a company size. For instance, um, Berkshire Hathaway has a market cap of like, I think, um, you know, um, um, like 700 something billion dollars or it might be less but that's how that's that's according to its size um but you may see um companies that are that are that are called considered small cap less than two billion mid caps are considered two billion in between two billion and and, and ten billion and large cap companies are often over ten billion dollars um you know and so there's also micro and small cap companies. Um, larger companies tend to be less vulnerable to ups and downs. You have a company like Berkshire Hathaway and you have a company like Walmart um, and the ups and downs of the world. They're not as vulnerable in the long term because of, of, of their of their um, longevity. Um, and they have they often have larger financial reserves and can absorb losses easier than in um than other companies and bounce back quicker um small time uh smaller companies however often have a have an an ability to be able to grow faster especially during good economic times the boom uh boom which is which is what we're getting ready to come up on here shortly in in a year or two is an economic boom that is happening um Companies are often divided into um, um, industry and sector. A sector is a large section of the economy, such as industrials. You will have like, like, um, see John Deere, which is a basically farming equipment and all this other stuff as a sector. Um, utilities or financials, such as like Bank of America. Um, industries are like. Phew, numerous as, as all all get out um, banks are like a particular type of financials in the financial sector um, so that's one of the ways to understand um, you know you know you know understanding the stocks I mean there's so many things to get done and not to understand that um, so um, so Part of creating and maintaining a stock portfolio is evaluating sectors and industries you you should be invested in in any given time. Um, you should always look at an individual company. And one of the ways to look at an individual company is to read their 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 annual reports. It will tell you and read them over a season, meaning read them over a over a period of time and. And one of the things you will discover is how that company has performed over the last 10 years, over the last 20 years. You know, it's really important to see how that company has performed in the ups and downs. Um, there, there are defensive and cyclical stocks, um, uh, excuse me, subcategories. Um, um, and the differences in their way that their profits and their stock prices tend to respond to relative strength and weakness of the economy. Defensive stocks are all are in industries that offer products and services that people need, regardless of how well the the overall economy doing. People use, you know, in New York, people always ask me, 
um, you know, what type of stock they should be investing in. And I always tell them commodities because whatever, no matter what the, no matter what, um, no matter what the commodity, no matter what the economy is doing, people need to eat, people need to build houses, people need to pay their bills, they need electricity, they need water. So you have a utilities, you have technology, and these these are what you would consider. Um, these are what you consider, um, you know, um, defensive stocks. Um, they they. Um, they they just keep strong no matter what but it's like we, just like we had the, the um um covid you know stocks you know the necess- the stocks that were necessities were just grew and grew and grew and grew and grew there's also um the other side of this which is which is which is the cyclical which are industries such as travel and luxury goods and they are so sensitive to economics ups and downs and um, like just like the period of COVID that we got out of, you know, people weren't really traveling and people weren't really buying luxury goods. So those companies took a beating. And so you want to be really mindful of those companies. When 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 the, when, when times are good, they're great um, because their stocks improve, but they do take a beating during those times. They can lose, um, they can, you know, lose market share and have decreased, just decreased profits. That's important to remember um so um growth and value um one of the things that people often try to do is is to pick um either growth stock or value stock to see um or to or to try to get a mixture of two growth stocks are issued by companies that are expanding so and they expand quickly um and, and in some other cases they expand over over time um, and these are your pretty young companies you will you will see the cryptocurrencies are that are based in this um, in this um, type of company this is this is cryptocurrencies that would do that be, be in this category um, they often receive intense media and investor attention um, they might their, their prices are might be higher than their current profits seem to warrant um, is because investors are buying stock based on a potential future. It's not what's going on right now, but what they see in the future, and um, and not on the history. They don't. A lot of young companies don't have a track history. Like you have a stalwart company like uh, Berkshire Hathaway that has a track record, but then you have you have companies like Coinbase that doesn't have a track record. Through, through the ups and downs and, and recessions and stuff. So you can't really see how it will perform or how it performed otherwise. But it's really it's really important to really understand the difference um, about this. So um, growth stock investments, um, when a growth stock investment provides a positive return, it's it's a result of price improvement. The stock moves up from where they're, from where you originally bought it, and not because of the, the payout. And, and um, that's really important to remember. Um, so, one of the things is is the other side of this is the value stocks are solid investment 
um, investment selling of what they seem to be low prices given their history and market share. Um, if you buy a value stock, it's because you believe that it's worth more than its current price. You know, you buy a Bank of America stock and you believe it's more, but it's, it's a value stock. Um, one of the big risks in buying value stocks, also known as undervalued stock, is that it's possible the investment of aborting a company and it's not, it's, it's, it's a good stock, it's stock for good reasons. Um, and the price is fair, a reflection of what you think. Um, so on the other hand, if you deliberately buy stocks that are out of fashion and sell, sell stocks that other investors are buying, in other words, you invest against the prevailing opinion, you would consider a contrarian investor. That's something to remember and keep, and keep that tucked in your knower. Um, this can be award, this can be rewards to, to, there can be, excuse me, there can be when you're doing this kind of investing, there can be rewards in this. Um, um, since by definition, contrarian investors buys at stocks at low prices and sell them at high. But um, it, it, but it does require experience and a, um, a strong tolerance for risk. So if you don't have that, um, and it takes patience. So be careful. You know, and, and knowing and you have to know what you're doing in all of this. And we're just going to go briefly over, um, you know, um, types of, you know, what what a bond is. And I'm not going to just going to describe bonds and, and a little bit of mutual funds. And then we're going to wrap this up a little bit. Uh, a bond is a loan on an investor makes to a corporation in government or federal agent or, or, the, or the organization in exchange for interest payments over a specific term plus repayment of principal amount at the maturity date. Um, there are a lot of bond, including treasuries, agency bonds, corporate bonds, municipal bonds, and more. And it's basically saying that when you do a bond, one of the things is, is that you're basically um, given the government a loan um, and expect the government to repay that, that particular bond at the price and an additional amount of money. And so this is this is a common thing that's been going on for years. You have investors that are buying all kinds of bonds. Um, you have places that are buying, you know, corporate bonds. You have places that are buying, um, you know, all these things. And they're basically giving the company and the government's loan and, and, and expect the government to pay back um, during the maturity date. That's important. Um when you invest in bonds and mutual mutual funds, you face the risk that your investment might lose money, especially if you bought it at an bought an individual bond and want or need to sell it before it matures. And that's a very interesting thing to really just think about when investing in bonds. Um, you could lose money if you sell it early. Um, in bond mutual fund prices can fluctuate just as stock mutual funds funds do. Risk will also be depending on the bond you own. Um, so bond and mutual funds often can be important compact of, of, of you know diversifying your portfolio, which you, you always should diversify your portfolio into a number of different things. Um, so no matter where you are in this investing um, universe, um, you know, there's always information to help you make the right choices. Um, um, and just go over a few bond basics. 
and then we'll talk about the type of bonds. Um, so, um, you know, we talked about a bond as a loan. Um, so what bonds are really are, they're, they are referred to as debt securities, meaning they were secure. They're, they're backed by something. So since bond owner, um, since bond issuers know that you're not, you're, you're going, you are not going to lend your hard on money without compensation, the issuer of the bond, the borrower enters a legal agreement to pay you the bondholder. You become a bondholder in this situation, which means you hold, um, a security. The bond issuer agrees to repay you the original sum loaned at the bond's maturity date through certain conditions such as bond being called make or or or, make or repayment. So in other words, you basically instead of you going to a bank to get a loan, um, you basically loan the bank money and then you hold on to it um, until the repayment date, and they got to repay you. Um, they most have a a, a set maturity date and a specific date when the bond must be back you know um, must be paid back at its face value called the par value bonds are are called fixed income securities because um, many pay you interest based on a regular predetermined interest rate also called a coupon rate that when the bond is issued so um the term bond market is also used interchangeably with fixed income market. So it's it's always a fixed rate. And so that's something um, to also think about. Um, a bond's term or year's maturity um, is normally just set when it's issued. So as soon as you buy it, it already has a bond maturity date. Um, it can range from one day to 100 years, but the majority of bond maturities range from one to 30 years. Bonds are often um, term as short, medium, or long-term. Generally, a bond that matures in one to three years is referred to as a short-term bond. Medium intermediate bonds are gen- medium or intermediate-term bonds are those in one to fourteen years. The long-term bonds are those greater than ten years. And so, you really have to have patience on this. I mean, you're not gonna go into this. Um, really, you know, to make a whole lot of money quickly. Um, but you, you know, you have to have a patient and a patient mind um, when you're when you're investing in bonds. But it's secured money, so it's it's guaranteed money, which means that you you know, even though you wait, it's still guaranteed. Um, the borrower fulfills his obligation typically when the bond reaches its maturity date, and the final interest payment in the original sum is paid to you. So, um, um, caliber bonds are, um, bonds that don't necessarily reach maturity. Um, they allow the issuer to retire a bond before it, it is, um, uh, callable, excuse me, it's callable bonds, not callable, I said callable, callable bonds, um, callable, callable, callable bond, call provision, excuse me, um, are, outline in, in a prospectus and offering um, that in the indenture of both the documents that explain in conditions. While firms are not formally required to document all call terms on a customer's confirmation statement, many do so. So, and this this is done by um, like municipalities, which are like cities and states. 
um, they they often give information um, and confirmation so that you um, that you will see for other deck securities. So it's just a lot of understanding and really reading. You can really check this up on Finra.org. Um, this is where I'm getting the information. I'm just just kind of skimming over information. Um, but the more in depth there to really understand um, what you are wanting to purchase um, is very important. And, you know, our last couple statements are a bond coupon, which is an, um, an annual interest rate paid on the issuer's borrowed money, generally paid out semi annually, which means semi is uh, every six months. Um, the coupon is always tied to the bond um, face value. And it's quoted a percentage part. For instance, a bond with a thousand dollar value of a thousand dollars and an interest rate of four point five percent has a has a coupon rate of forty five dollars. So it's really um, um, it's really interesting that a lot of people that invest in this rely on that coupon as a source of income. Um, so it's just it's just things to remain. Understanding the power of com, um, compounding and, and accrued interest, we will talk about that later. And bond prices, you hear this a lot when you're, you know, listening to CNBC and MSNBC and um, Bloomberg and everything. So these are these are terms that people use interchangeably about finance. Finance is so in depth and so so just vast. But learning to really just understanding you know, making, building and making your portfolio um, is very important to really to do investments all over the place. So you have uh, a portfolio that's diversified, real estate, stocks, bonds, annuities, EFTs, all kinds of things. That is important to really diversify your holdings and, and to also have what they term liquid, which means if you have you know, $50 million in a portfolio, you should have at least, you know, $5 million liquid so you can access it, um, have liquid money so you can access it. A lot of people tie their money up in these illiquid um, assets and they wonder what's going on. But learning to have a liquid um, assets so you can access your money at all times is a very, 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 very important thing. So learn to listen to yourself, but also really just begin to really dig deep in your um, awareness of building your wealth through understanding the different types of mechanisms and vehicles of wealth, um, bonds, EFTs, all these other things, so that you can really start to understand how to do these things and, and where to put your money in the best way possible. This is your host, Rick Rawls, for Generation Business. Thank you for joining me.